We're on, lad. We're recording. recording. <laughs> I so now look today. weird with glasses. Oh. I look weird without glasses now because I've got them on that much. Yeah, I do. So anyone who's not watching me, we've, we've both got computer glasses on and we both look like proper little muppets. Yeah. <laughs> and we've also both got proper shit haircuts. <laughs> yeah, it's proper lockdown. Bad muppet lockdown views right now. Like Jack's got Jack's trying to grow his hair out and he looks like a gimp. <laughs> like and I my barber fucked me over the day before my birthday. Didn't come and do a home visit and I'm never going back to him. So I'm in the process of finding a new barber. <laughs> and I've got to deal with this shit on my head for a while. What coffee have you got? I have got a Nespresso Virtuo, some electric capsule thing that tastes fantastic out of my new hall. It's not one of the flavoured ones. It's just one of their weird names. Um, but it's nice. With oat milk, because Ooh. oat milk is the, is the one for coffee. Have you started supplementing calcium yet? No, ordered some. It's not come yet. For everyone who doesn't understand why I've just asked that, Jack's got proper shit house bones. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've essentially got just yeah that I can't handle pain on bony parts of my body I can't handle any pressure on it um, and as I reckon it's because I'm low on calcium so I'm going to supplement with calcium and see if I can be less of a bitch yeah. on my shit like when we're doing the leg extension it hurts his shin too much <laughs> so he has to stop the set like a little muppet yeah, can we just, can we, like, <laughs> point out the fact that, like, it's hurting my shins because I've got the full stack on plus a 10-kilo plate and a green band. Like, I'm not in pain with, like, 10 kilos on the leg extension. People thinking I'm a, like, full-on Muppet. It's heavy. But it <laughs> yeah, but, lad, I've got the full stack on it and my shins are sound. You've got Obviously. the same weight as me, yes, but I just can't handle the pain. <laughs> So it's because it's my theory is that Jack is lactose intolerant, so he eats very he eats like no dairy products at all. So it's most likely the case where that he's calcium deficient and therefore bone density is a little bit low. And as a result, it fucking kills him whenever he does leg extension and it's hilarious. Yeah. Which is mad. Oh I mean I hope you're right, because it would be really nice to not have bruises on my shins the day after we do legs. Should just order some shin pads, lad. I tried with the knee sleeves and it was no, just like, like, like proper shin pads though, like not, not shin pads for when we do legs. Yeah. <laughs> have you got any from you know the little slipping ones? I'll just bring two of them. Yeah, lad, I'll have some in the fucking cupboard somewhere, lad. In the attic or something. From when I used to be a baller. <laughs> um I've got a new Taylors of Harrogate Cacao Superior from Colombia. It's unbelievable. Very chocolatey and rich and dark. It's beautiful. But I don't really like having the normal coffee bags because they're a pre-ground. Because when you buy them in the shop, they're always for the cafetier and I don't like using it. Yeah. But I feel like I was just using the whole machine one because I feel like I've nailed it over the last week. And now it's heavy. Just like cafetier, like a proper vegan though. Just cafetier. Cafetier. Like it, as if it was one word. You just you just completely got rid of that. That was one whole word. 
Fetia. Fetia. What a muffler. Ah, you're a fucking muffler. Broccoli porridge. Broccoli porridge, lad. I fucking... Do you know how many people messaged me about that after I put that on my story? What did they say? Like, asking if you're okay. Like, people saying, like, I love porridge, but what the fuck's that? It was nice, you know? Was it nice? Yeah, it was more like a fucking... I don't know. It wasn't like porridge. It didn't taste like porridge. It was like something you'd have. Broccoli? Broccoli? Like, is it like cauliflower rice is actually cauliflower? Was it like broccoli made oats? No, so it was porridge, like actual oats, but they just have broccoli with it. But you make it with water and it sets and it's weird. It's weird. It was nice though. So what are we, we're, we're going to talk today about mindset because it's something that's been key for us both over the last few weeks and months, I feel. Yeah. After that very long intro, welcome back to the podcast as well because yeah. I cut Isaac off when he was doing that at the start. Yeah. <laughs> what episode is this, lad? 16? Could be. 17? Yeah. Whatever it is, we're back. It's going to be a good one, this. I do have to leave in 65 minutes, though. That's all right. It's not going to be that long. Remember, okay. we're going to keep down to 20 minutes. Yeah. Well, we're already, <laughs> we're already about 10 minutes in. Ah, <laughs> uh, let's go. So you started the course, didn't you, Jack, about mindset? I did. I started a very scary and quite expensive course working with a... It was only scary because of the amount I invested in the course. Um the most money I'd ever spent on any education, actually. Um, yeah. Pretty much nearly nearly matching uni fees for a year. Um, it was... Oh, yeah, guys, I dropped out of uni. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, nah, don't fuck uni. I'm not, I, I'm not advising you to drop out of uni, but it just weren't correct for me. So I left. But we'll come to that in a minute. When yep. Jack speaks about mindset, because I feel like him going on this course has changed me. It's changed both of us, which is good every time we do a course. Mm. No matter which one of us is on a course, both of us always get something from it, which is good. Because mm. um, sharing's caring. Of course. And we sort of feed off each other's energy as well. Even mm. if one of us is having a shit day, if we go and train or we have a chat, we, we shift that, and that's something we're going to talk about now. Um, so, yeah, it's a business mentorship, basically, that I'm doing. But the guy who's running the course is massive on mindset. His name's Rob Dial. He's huge um, from America, big massive following. Uh, and he's all about mindset. And that's why I wanted to get involved because I knew it was my mindset that was holding me back in, in pretty much everything that I wanted to do. So the first couple of weeks we're working with him, within the first week, my mindset has started shifting um, and some of the stuff we'd spoke about just changing the way I think on a daily basis and sort of having my eyes opened to the fact that I'm in control of how I think mm. 100% of the time. Mm. And that if I want to, I can change what I'm thinking instantly. Mm. And that once, like, realising that and learning how to do that is both mind-bending and also really stupidly easy. And it makes you want to bang your head against the wall that you haven't done it sooner. <laughs> um, 100%. Like I said to you, we started, I'd started meditating and I was like, 
one of the questions, so some of the big things that come from working with Rob was he asked me some really tough questions, even on the initial call, the sales call when they were trying to sign me up to the course, asked me some like deep, like thought-provoking questions. And that's what made me want to join is because they were, they were drawing this shit out of me that I didn't, I hadn't even thought about before. Mm. But one of them was one of the questions within the first week was asking, have I been in a state of suffering in the past 12 months and how much of the last 12 months have I been in a state of suffering? And honestly, when I thought about it, pretty much every day for the past 12 months, I've been in a state of suffering. Define what state of suffering means to people. So thinking you were sat there crying. Yeah, (laughs) no. So a state of suffering, there's two, there's, you've essentially only really got two states of mind, a happy state and a suffering state. And you're only really in one or the other at any point during the day. Happy state is self-explanatory. You feel good. You feel positive. You feel happy and everything that comes from that. Even if you feel nothing, if you're not bursting with joy, but you just feel okay, you're in a happy state because there's nothing negative going on within you. You just feel sound. A suffering state is everything else feeling depressed, feeling anxious, worrying about something, having a bad thought about something, having a negative thought about something, having a negative thought about yourself, having just general negativity about you, your life, and everything around you is a state of suffering because it only has negative impacts on on you. Mm-hmm. So I genuinely, when I thought about it, at least once a day, every day, for the past 12 months, maybe longer, for as long as I could probably remember, at some point during the day, had been in like a prolonged state of suffering where I'd worried about the worst case scenario or I'd had bad thoughts or I'd thought of something really negatively when I didn't need to. Mm. And that was eye-opening that like, I I don't want to feel like that. So Mm. I literally just decided at that point, right, well, I'm just going to change that. But not only you don't want to feel like that, just in general, that was holding you back. So the level of anxiousness that you were feeling or thinking of the worst case scenario and tricking yourself into believing that you can't do something because of that anxiousness was holding was holding you back. Yeah, massively. Like we spoke about fear of success mm. is something that holds people back and it was something that held me back. Fear of fear of failure and fear of success are probably the two biggest things that hold everyone in the world back. Mm-hmm. Um, I spoke to a friend yesterday, and that was one of their biggest issues that they're, they're struggling with at the moment. Whether they were the two biggest issues that were holding them back is the one, the fear of failure, which everyone everyone fears at some point, like no one wants to fail because it feels a bit shit (laughs) and you feel like you could have done better, which yeah, no one wants to feel like that. You want to be a success all the time, but failure is a good thing. Failure allows you to learn and be better. I think everyone's scared when you say it feels a bit shit when you fail. I think that's the case when you're too asked about what people think. It's not so much that no one's really asked. Like if you fail at something, 
don't really give a fuck about the, the fact that you failed. It's more that you failed and everyone's now thinking that you're shit or yeah. thinking that you're not good enough. And that's what people are scared of, I think. Yeah, I think that's that's the biggest fear. Like, other people's opinions mm. when it really doesn't fucking matter. But then fear of success, I find really interesting because it's not something I dug into with me personally um, or with my clients. So it applies to all of all of the clients that we work with as well. That when people self-sabotage, when they're, when they're having a good run, mm. um, the I deserve it moments that we spoke about, that like the best, so the way I got it explained and the way I think it's a really easy way to understand it is that you have like an equilibrium your body is trying to achieve homeostasis. So like a level of balance all the time. So if you imagine like your aircon in the car, if you set your aircon in the car to 22 degrees, it will come on and it will make the car 22 degrees. If the car gets hot and it starts getting hotter and hotter, the aircon will boost and it will bring the temperature down until you get back to 22 degrees. If the car starts getting cold and it goes below 22 degrees, the heat will come on and it will bring you back to 22 degrees. We're like that as people. So where you are now, you're comfortable. You're at that 22 degrees. If things start going badly, if you lose your job or you start making less money or you start gaining a shitload of weight or you start feeling really, 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 really bad, you'll all of a sudden get a fire lit up your ass and you'll start taking action to get you back to that comfortable place where things are okay, which is normal. Most people will understand and know that, but the fear of success is the other way around as well. Where you are now might be a painful situation. It might be a stress situation. It might be an anxious situation. But if you felt that level of anxiety, if you felt that level of stress, if you felt that level of worry before, it's something your brain's familiar with. It's something that your brain's comfortable with and it will keep you in that comfortable state of suffering. So when you try and go and do something new and you try and feel happy every day, you try and feel more successful, you try and earn more money, you try and do things that your brain has no previous information or experience about, it shits itself. It doesn't know what to do. It doesn't know. It doesn't understand that situation. It's never been in this new situation before. And so it will start pulling you back until you get back to that comfortable where it understands. So to break through the fear of success, you need to continually put yourself in them uncomfortable situations until them situations become your new normal, mm. which I think's mind bending that like your body's actually not wanting you to progress. It might not. When, when you say it like that, I feel like people will be listening going like, oh, what the fuck do you mean? Of course, like, what do you think actually causes that when you start to succeed? What do you think actually is going on with people's heads where they actually want to then subconsciously sabotage themselves? Because it's uncomfortable. Do you think it's a level of like, when you start to become more successful? there's like, it's uncomfortable or it's like, there's more, there's now more pressure. There's now more anxiety because you're doing well to keep that up. I think there's a mix. Yeah. I think one is that I deserve it. That always holds you back. If you do really, really well on a diet 
and you lose six pounds in a week and you're like, yes, I have smashed it this week. You get to the weekend and think, oh, I've lost six pounds this week. I deserve to have a takeaway. I deserve to have a couple of drinks. I deserve to not go to the gym or not go for a walk on Saturday because I've lost six pounds. That I deserve it's bringing you back to that baseline where you're comfortable. Mm. So there's the I deserve it that you need to get past because the I deserve it's stopping you from getting to that big long-term end goal. And you need to just bite the bullet and not deserve the short term for that long-term gratification. But then also, I think because people fear being successful because it's an unfamiliar feeling for whatever that whatever your version of success is that you aren't familiar with if that success is a new low body weight if that success is a new level of income that you've never earned before it's scary it's uncertain like what do i do when i get to that point what do i do if i start getting there like people start losing weight see the progress, get happy with the with the progress and think, oh, well, yeah, okay, I can take my foot off the gas a little bit now because I've been working really, really, really hard because progress is really, really hard. Like it, whatever your progress is in life, in training, in diet, in business, it's hard work, mm-hmm. fucking tiring. Mm-hmm. So it's really easy to just go, um, I'm comfortable here. I want to get to there. And I've got to hear, and that was loads of work. I'll just stay there. Yeah, but that's not good enough, lad. It's not good enough. It's not good enough. And that's what holds people back. Is I think really that's what holds people back is the the level of consistent work that it takes. Mm. If you look at anyone who is hugely, hugely successful, their work rate is unparalleled. Mm. Like. Mark Coles sent me that voice note, mm. the video note, sorry, when I said thank you for his book. That was like 11 o'clock at night yeah. on, on a Saturday and he looked done in, yeah. knackered, but he's still working at 11 o'clock on Saturday night mm. because he knows where he wants to get to and he knows what's required to get him there. Mm. So I think that again ties into it as well, is that if you're not like ridiculously clear on what it is you want and the path to get you to it that will stray you off as well and that will fuck with your mindset that's why we set clear goals with our clients and that's why I've shifted how I set goals with my clients the before we even start working together I want them to be fucking ridiculously crystal clear mm. that end vision that end goal it's essential like like, in, both, in both our inductions now for new clients, we've got that goal setting task. Have you still got that in? Go for yeah. a walk, fucking set your goals. Like, this is essential. Otherwise, you're just fucking pissing in the wind, effectively. If you don't know where the fuck you're trying to get to, like, what are you doing it for? Even from that, <clears throat> because obviously that's the fair, that's one of the first tasks our clients do when they work with us. They don't put their all into it which is fine because they're taking the first step into coaching. Mm. So as soon as I get them on that first call, if I don't feel like that goal is clear enough, mm. I'll that, I'll extend that call time mm. until we, for as long as it takes, until that fucking goal is crystal, crystal clear. Like wanting to lose 10 pounds, I always say this, 
like wanting to lose 10 pounds, wanting to get to 5% body fat, wanting to be in a size 10 pair of jeans is a shit goal. Mm. It's a metric that's part of your goal. But the reason behind that is what we need to get to. Mm. And that's where the mindset comes into it. Mm. Like, if you don't understand why you want to weigh 10 stone, for example, you just got a number in your head, I want to weigh 10 stone. There's no emotional drive there. There's mm. no deeper reason behind it. So if you have a shit day, if you have a tough day, if work's stressful, if the kids are going mad, if you're tired, just needing to weigh 10 stone, it's fucking irrelevant and it gets fucked off straight away. Mm. You don't fucking care. But if we have a fucking conversation and we're, why do you want to take weigh 10 stone? Well, when I weighed 10 stone last time, I was happy. When I weighed 10 stone last time, my relationship was better. When I weighed 10 stone last time, my partner fancied me more. Our sex life was better. I was able to do more. I was able to be more active. I was able to go out on the weekends. I was comfortable in the clothes I wore. That's the fucking goal. Like, fuck the 10 stone off. I don't care about the fucking number. We'll use a number to help you get to where you want to be. Mm. So you can track something. But if you're not, if your sex life shit, if you're uncomfortable in the clothes you wear, if you're fucking not motivated to get out of bed in the morning, they're the goals. Mm. You've got them as your goals when you're fucking knackered, when you're tired, when you're stressed, when you've been dieting for months, when you don't, when you've fucking just absolutely done in. If you think of that goal or if I can highlight that goal again to you, and draw on that emotional response, you'll fucking get up out of bed. You'll go and do them steps. Fuck the 10 pound, fuck the 10 stone. Your end goal is to fucking have a better sex life. Your end goal is to feel you've got that fucking red dress that you want to go and wear. That's a fucking size 10. It's in your wardrobe and you want to feel fucking fantastic and sexy as fucking it. That's the end goal. Mm. You need to go and do these steps today. You need to go and work out today. You need to go and meditate today. Otherwise, you're never going to get to that. Mm. If you can do that with someone, fucking yeah, I'm motivated. Fucking, I'm going out. I'm going to do double the steps. Yeah, I'm going to fucking work out twice as hard because I want it sooner. Lad, I'm fucking well into that. You've got me motivated. <laughs> it works, mate, doesn't it? It works, like... Ugh, that's how I feel. <laughs> Lad, we should definitely 100% take that snippet and you need to put that on your Instagram because that was unbelievable. That's, like that. that's what it's about. And that's why I love what we do. Mm-hmm. Because it's not about weight loss. No. It's not about being strong in the gym. They're all parts of it. It's not about improving your health markers. It's not about improving your sleep for the sake of improving your sleep. It's them deeper individual emotional ties to the reasons why you do stuff. And when you finally connect with a client and when you finally find that with a client, they fucking take off. Mm. Love it. They're, they're fucking motivated as shit. And that's what this course done for me was I was going through every day, doing the jobs I needed to do, replying to clients, posting on social media, making sure that they, they, they had everything they needed. Or what I was here, and I wasn't, I wasn't leveling up. I wasn't improving mm. until 
my coach sat down with me and was like, why are you doing this? Mm. Like, why do you get up in the morning? Why are you doing, why are you helping these people? What is the purpose of your business? Mm. I got fucking super clear on that. Spent like two or three days revisiting it, writing it down, putting it on paper. Why? I'm getting up at six o'clock in the morning now for no other reason than for me. Mm. Before this course, I was getting up like half nine, 10 o'clock because it's my business. I don't need to get up. I haven't got any sessions to go to. Mm. I can do it this afternoon. Mm. So I was spending five hours working in the day because I didn't have a drive. I had tasks to do, mm. or I didn't have a reason for those tasks other than the need for them tasks to be done. Mm. Now it's like, right, well, I'm going to get them tasks done by fucking 10 o'clock in the morning. Mm. So I can go and think of five, six, seven more tasks to do that I didn't even plan. That's it. When, you, when you're crystal clear, it's, it's almost not hard work. When you know exactly what it is that you're getting up at 6am for, to fucking meditate, to do your morning routine, to set your day up, to fucking execute your tasks, to go training. That's our morning now. And we wake up and we know exactly why we're doing it. And it doesn't feel like a chore. And we just fucking love it because we're crystal clear on exactly why why it's occurring. So that's definitely, definitely, definitely essential. What can people do to break the thermostat and stop themselves from self-sabotage? Daily, <clears throat> daily, weekly and monthly clarity on what it is you're doing and why you're doing it. Because it's easy for us to get for that goal, for that reason to get lost in space and time mm. because life is fucking hectic. It is for everyone. You've got kids, you've got work, you haven't got kids, you've fucking going out on the weekend, you're in lockdown, you're out of lockdown. The whole year has been insane. But if you spend five minutes every morning and you write down your reason why in your notes on your phone, on a piece of paper, in a gym, say it out loud. Say it out loud. It's constant. It's there. Your reason why is there. Mm. Something I do with my clients now is something called cripes. And I'll be doing a post on it in a couple of days, but we'll go into it a little bit now. It's essentially scoring your life every 30 days. Everyone wants a level 10 life. Everyone wants that perfect. Like if I said to you right now, describe your perfect ideal level 10 life you did and then i said to you right if i click my fingers now you can have it do you want it you would there's no one in the world who wouldn't mm. but if you scored your life now and you went through each of these areas so your career your relationships your love life your emotional state your physical well-being your spiritual well-being if you're into if you're religious or if you meditate your intellectual um, all these areas, there's there's about 10 different areas that I cover with my clients. If you score each one of those out of 10, would you score 10 in any of them? You definitely wouldn't score 10 in all of them. Mm. I'm doing that is eye-opening because you, you don't consciously think of it. So one for me that I've personally set is um, in, in one of the longer 
like monthly revisions that I do on where I assess my life. Sounds heavy, but where I just score my life and where I'm at. Um, one of them is fun and recreation. So I score my fun and recreation out of 10. So fun and recreation is what do I do that is fun? What do I do in my for my spare time? So before I've done all this, the 10 areas that I've got, I wrote down what my ideal level 10 is for each of these areas. So I've got my perfect vision of what level 10 fun and recreation for me is. If I could click my fingers now, right, level 10 fun would be I go and see somewhere new every week. I can play golf once a week. I go for a coffee in the afternoon whenever I want. That's my perfect level 10 for fun and recreation. When I scored it over the last 30 days, I scored a two out of 10. I hadn't been anywhere. And then I would score mine like a 0. 0.4. Like. So that level 10 life, everything else could be going perfectly. Business could be taken off. Love life could be amazing. Family relationships could be fantastic. You go in the gym and training, your diet's really good and you're meditating every day. And you so you score all of those nine, but you're not spending any spare time doing anything fun. Mm. So you're not at that level 10. So you do that at the start of the month. You do that on the last day of the month. You go, okay, right, okay. Well, the next 30 days, that's my focus. Mm. All those are at seven or eight or set, like seven. You look down and it's seven, eight, seven, six, seven, 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 and then two. Right, okay, well, the next 30 days, I'm going to work on that too. I'm not going to bring it to a 10 because that's not going to happen. But if in the next 30 days, I can bring that to a three or a four, Boom, my life's better. Mm. And then you constantly, then you've got a reason. You've got a purpose for that month. Mm. You've got a reason to get up out of bed in the morning. Mm. Like, what am I doing this week to allow me to move that up to a level 10, to a level three, to a level four? I like that. Lad. And you've got clarity on what areas of your life are actually lacking. So the post I'm putting up is the, if you feel shit, so I obviously want to apply it back to the clients that I work with. If you feel shit, you don't like the way you look, you don't like the way you feel. So you start exercising and you start eating better. You do that for a month. You're exercising loads. Your nutrition is 100%. So if I get you to score your physical well-being, you'd score it a 10 because... For the last 30 days, you've exercised three or four times a week and you've nailed your nutrition seven days a week for 30 days. Your fitness, your health is a level 10. But at the end of the 30 days, you still feel a bit shit. You're still not happy. You're still uncomfortable. You're still inside, don't feel good. So when you score your emotional health, you score it a four. That to me tells me that the reason you feel like shit isn't your diet and exercise. It's something else. Mm. So yes, keep the diet and exercise up. But next month goal needs to be digging into why you emotionally feel shit. Mm. Because it's not because you're not exercising. It's not because your diet's shit. Because we fix them. Mm. So it highlights what we can focus on the next month as well. Mm. Do you need to meditate? Do you need to de-stress? Do you need to get out of that fucking toxic relationship that you're in? Mm. I think that that is like everything you just said there is key. Like 
everything that you're doing is based around how you actually feel. That's the reason we're doing all of this. And when remember when I spoke, like I've spoken to you many times in the past about meditating, just tell everyone what meditation has done for your brain. When you how you first tell people how you used to think about meditation and now tell them how you think about it now. <laughs> so I used to slag you off for meditating. I know you did. You I've always called bed. you hippy. <laughs> I called you a dope for meditating because I didn't understand it. Basically, that's basically the, the reasoning behind it. It's the reasoning behind why anyone slags anything off, really, mm. um, to a certain extent. I mean, there's a lot of exceptions, but like racist, <laughs> racist, because they don't understand yeah. what race is and how unimportant it is in, a, in, in what a person is. Mm. So they're racist and they think that because you're black or you're yellow or you're green, that you're somehow different and, and, and lesser. It's a lack of understanding. So my lack of, I'm not comparing my lack, my hate for meditation back then to racism because <laughs> it's not, it's not even close, but I didn't understand what meditation actually was. In my mind, meditation was like, star signs and them stones that people wear and put next to their bed and they think that the way the sun and the moon aligns is affecting their whole entire life and i was just like i don't believe in that like it's just not real like yeah i think that's fucking stupid as well sorry to any yeah muppets out there like i'm just not in that sense of spiritual i don't think there's a higher being i don't think i don't personally don't believe in any religions like, it's not a knock at religion. I just think it's, it's just, it's not on to back it up. Yeah. Just the belief system. Let's move on, because you're going to annihilate anyway, someone's life. So I thought it was down that road of, like, make-believe. You have to believe in something. You have to think there's a higher power. You have to think that stones are controlling your life, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Until Rob just explained it to me differently and explained it to me in a way that my brain could accept it and be like, okay, I'll try it. And it was like, when you go to the gym and you exercise, you exercise your muscles. And the more you exercise your muscles, the better control you have over them. Well, your brain's essentially a muscle. Your brain, you control your thoughts. You control how you think. But at the moment, you haven't practiced doing that, so you're shit at it. Mm. Meditating gives you the ability to be in control of your thoughts at all times, to mm. be in control of when you feel good and when you feel bad and to give you the ability to, when you feel bad, stop it and change it. But you will only get good at that if you practice it. Mm. Meditation does that. But the other big thing was you don't have to be good at it. Yeah. So I was like, you have to just think nothing. You have to just be quiet. Like it's not, no. it's just the, it's just time one doing absolutely nothing. Mm. It's something as humans we don't do anymore. Mm. never just sit and be people think that you have to like have a completely empty brain like that's <laughs> impossible it's impossible like your brain is there to think it's not the case so when people start meditating they think wow like i can't i can't do it i can't like this is not for me and then they give up it's like your brain is designed to do this this is what you're doing like this is the purpose of the meditation like you said you said to me a few weeks ago it's like oh the dickheads next door were like making loads of noise and i was like yeah like I fucking would buzz off that because yeah, that's, yeah, another, yeah. that's another thing that I've got to try and bring my attention away from. That's another 
task that I can give my brain to do. That's like, that's the equivalent of a Widowmaker on a hack squat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The bigger the distraction is like... Yeah, when you've got a major distraction right next to you and you're trying to meditate and keep your focus on your breath or whatever it is, and there's something constantly pulling you away from that and you've got to, every time your brain goes to pull it back, that's a, a fucking big, big set that you've just done. Yeah. And it's fucking... You, it's rewarding as yeah. well. Like, if you're built the way me and you are and you're a little bit competitive, even in the stupidest ways with mm. yourself... Mm. I was driving to the gym to train with you and felt really, really anxious. Not really anxious. Like, I don't feel anxious anymore during the day. That's another big thing that I haven't mentioned. Mm. I felt anxious for the past, like, 12 months and then realised the other day that I had a weird feeling, didn't understand what that feeling was, and the feeling was that I didn't feel anxious. Mm -hmm. And it was such a foreign feeling that I didn't... I couldn't understand it, Mm. which was mad. But... I started to get a little bit of anxiety driving to the gym and I was like, this is weird. But realised that I was feeling it, acknowledged the feeling mm. and then thought differently. And that's, that's, my the, thoughts. that's the key thing with meditation. I think when you, when you said before, you can, if you feel bad, you can change that. It's not so much that you feel anxious and then you can decide not to feel anxious. You yeah. can decide to acknowledge it and look at it for what it is. Yeah. And not let not be consumed by it. And yeah. Not be consumed by the anxiety and just sit there and be like, oh yeah, I'm anxious. Look at it rationally and logically, almost step out of your own fucking yeah. head and be like, right. You I, there's no need to be anxious. I can just crack on with my day. There's nothing to worry about, blah, blah, blah. And until you can actually experience what that feels like, it's impossible to describe. Yeah, you begin that. That's why I feel like the journaling and the meditation together are mm. so important mm. that you get good at journaling and asking yourself difficult questions and putting a positive spin on things mm. combined with your meditation, which gives you the ability to understand or identify when you feel or think certain things mm. and to red flag it and be like, Oh yeah, I feel anxious. Yeah, like, this morning, like this morning, I was just telling you before the podcast, I woke up this morning for everyone who isn't aware I've just advertised that I'm hiring a new one-to-one coach. And I've also just dropped out of uni and there's a lot of shit going on. And it's like so much has just just fucking happened in the last week. And I woke up this morning and there was like anxiousness. There was excitement. There was fear. Like in the gym yesterday when I walked in last night, the people were looking at me and they were like, oh, like I can tell that they're thinking this kid's going to fail. Like, he's not going to do it. And I, I woke up this morning, I was feeling all these emotions and I was just observing them rather than being being overwhelmed by the level of, of anxiousness. And then I was just sat there and I was journaling and finished the journaling, closed it and felt like fucking the most motivated I've ever felt to, to fucking execute everything and be successful. And that level of... That level of anxiousness could very easily just do you in straight away. Like <laughs> if you see, if you walk into a gym and people are looking at you going, ah, oh, fuck no. Like that could very easily just send someone under. Yeah, 100%. Because I've, exp- I've stepped out, looked at it for what it is, thought about it properly. I've flipped it on its head and now it's motivated me more to prove these little muppets wrong. And I'm going to fucking, Yeah. <laughs> 
But again, the combination of meditation, journaling, you can now identify, right, okay, well, I feel anxious. And rather than what people do when they suffer with anxiety, what I've done in the past when I suffer with anxiety, is let that anxiety happen mm. from one worst case scenario to the next worst case to the next worst case to the next worst case. Next minute you're down the Alice in Wonderland of all rabbit holes <laughs> and you are thinking that if you don't, if you go outside now, the world's going to end because you've just let yourself do this. By meditating, one, straight, uh, the more you meditate, the more you can identify it quicker. And be like, okay, I feel anxious now. Mm. Oh when you journal and you've got them questions ready in your mind, you can go, okay, well, why do I feel anxious? Mm. Well, I feel anxious because the gym's really busy. Mm. Okay. Well, why does that make me feel anxious? And well, I feel anxious because the gym's busy because I'm uncomfortable with me. Okay. Well, why am I uncomfortable with me? Okay. I'm uncomfortable with me because I'm, I don't like my body at the moment. Okay. Well, what do I need to do to be happy with my body? Mm. I need to go to the gym and I need to train. And I need to exercise. Why would okay. you Fuck what they're thinking. I'm going to go and train. And that's yeah. going to make me feel better. Mm. And by being rational with it, by asking yourself the right questions, by giving your brain the right problem to solve, you tackle that situation and move forward. Mm. The anxiety might not magically go straight away, but it will be less and you will, you will take action and you will feel better. I think a skill as well, which comes from meditation, which is required so that everything we've just said can actually occur is being okay with the uncomfortable feelings. So like a lot of people, when they first start meditating, another reason people give up is that it's 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 a little bit scary when you feel those horrible thoughts and you just go, oh, fuck, I don't like this feeling. Let me just fuck this off because it's so uncomfortable and foreign to me. Being okay with being fucking vulnerable and feeling scared and anxious and it's fine and just getting on with your fucking day. It's yeah, learning, learning the emotions. It's just okay. Like, yeah, it's just an emotion. It's not a real thing. It's just something you've created in your body through mm. the thoughts that you've had mm. and that sound. Like, we say it with people all the time to try and tie this back to if people don't understand where we're going with it, tie it back to a real life situation and what we'd say with a client when you fuck up on your diet. Oh, I ate a fucking full tub of Ben and Jerry's tonight. We always respond with, okay, like, that's okay. Like, I have clients message me and they're like, oh my God, don't shout at me. But yeah. I had a big takeaway this weekend and I'm like, okay. Why would I ever shout at you for that? Did you enjoy it? That's always <laughs> the question. Did you go? Yeah. And the, the funny thing is the answer is always no. I'm like, oh, well, don't worry about it. <laughs> Like, I want you to have enjoyed it. If you're going to fucking nail a load of calories, enjoy the fucking calories, do you know what I mean? But be okay with it. And that that's how it translates. Like, just be okay with it. Mm. Are you dead? <laughs> As the feeling you're feeling right now killed you instantly. <laughs> right. Well, then you're okay, aren't you? Like, you can, you can move forward from it. Has you nailing that fucking tub of Ben and Jerry's last night? Killed you dead. No. Right, we'll be okay then. <laughs> Can you right this second do something that makes your life better, that makes you better? Right, we'll go and do that then. Mm. That thing that's happened 
that bad emotion you're feeling, that bad situation that's just happened, has happened. Mm-hmm. It's gone, and it, it it's there. You can't go back in time. It's happened. The Ben and Jerry's happened. The anxiety happened. The fear happened. The doubt happened. But right here, right now, what action can you take to be better than you are right this second? The laptop is about to die, so I'm going to vacate this room, go to my charger. Carry on. We're going to get a tour of Isaac's house. So I'm going to carry on chatting while uh, Isaac goes and plugs his laptop in. Um, That's the biggest thing for me is the anxiety. Something I say to all my cl- a lot of clients who suffer with anxiety is that anxiety hates action. Anxiety hates action so much that when you're anxious, if you imagine anxiety as a person, anxiety is clawing at you, trying to hold you down, trying to pin you to the ground so that it can stay in your life because it doesn't want you to take action. And as soon as you start taking action, you you feel less anxious. There's actually research to suggest we're going to get nerdy now. I'm actually going to leave this bit till Isaac gets back. But moving forward, taking action, no matter what it is, will make you feel better. So it's something I push with all of my clients when they're having a shit day, when something's gone wrong, when they're having a bad thought, when their mind's running wild, is to just accept that that's happened. It's an unchangeable an unchangeable thing that has happened in life. Okay. But right here, right now in the instant, you can do something to be better. You could go for a five minute walk. You could go and meditate. You could go and say something nice about yourself. You could go and eat some veg. Your life would be better for it. Get on this, Isaac. I didn't say it um, because you weren't in the room. I thought you'd find it really interesting. You know, Humberman Labs. Yeah. Put a video up the other day about anxiety and how forward motion yeah. reduces anxiety. Yeah, I see in that. By physically moving your body forward, you can reduce anxiety. Crazy. Which is insane. So when we say anxiety hates action, it, in the most literal sense, mm. if you just move forward physically go for a walk go for a run go ride a bike let your body allow your body to move forward in space you will feel better Mm. because that's an action and that that like i know that works anyway because i've done it with myself and i've done it with clients but to have that level of knowledge from someone who's massively smarter than me when it comes to neuroscience yeah go yeah, if you walk forward, you'll feel less anxious. Here's the, <laughs> Here's the proof. We've done research on it. Here is the proof. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> Fucking boss. It's, um, it's literally, we said before, we wanted to say this sentence in the podcast, mindset is everything. Absolutely everything that you do is about your mindset. Whether you're successful or not is completely mindset. Even in everything so business but specifically in training and nutrition and changing your body it's all fucking mindset like if you can train hard as long as you've not got a fucking stupid program that doesn't work and you're not a fucking idiot with your diet 
it's literally just can you apply yourself to do it do you have a clear focus and vision of where you want to get to is that driving you forward every day is it motivating you inspiring you every day and if it is you will execute and you will you will succeed there's nothing there's nothing else to it yeah like this is why when these coaches who've got 150 200 clients pump out the same training program and the same low calorie diet plan to every client that comes through the clients that get results for them are the ones that have got a rock solid mindset. Mm. There are ones that are super clear on where they want to get to. Mm. Cause if you are, if your goal is to be 5% body fat ripped to death and that you are crystal clear on it and nothing else in life matters other than that. And you will do anything to get there. I could give you a workout program that consisted of 10 squats 10 bench press and 10 bicep curls four days a week and a really super low calorie diet. That was four meals that you ate the same four meals for six months. And if you just did that for six months and got stronger at the exercises and ate that really shit low calorie diet, as long as your mindset didn't break, you would lose weight and you would look yeah. some level of dick skin peeled yeah, because your mindset would get you there. Mm if the program and the training and the diet were better, yes, you would look fucking a million times better at the end of it. But it's mindset that gets you through, gets you there. Mm. The plan, the training, the nutrition, the sleep, the stress reduction mean fucking nothing if your mindset's not right. That's why our transformations are sick. And that, that, that's why. That's it. Like, we're not. And like, Isaac, when it comes to training and nutrition, is a wizard. Yes, lad. All kinds of stuff. And has learned a lot from being in uni and the stuff that he reads. And I've, again, like the courses we bounced just for each other, I've learned loads from his uni degree (laughs) that he's no longer doing. Um, We know stuff about nutrition. We know stuff about training. But to get our clients' results, we're not doing anything fucking insane when it comes to a training program, when it comes to nutrition. Yeah. We're not fucking giving them some magic pill to make them sleep better and to be less stressed. What we are doing is getting them fucking crystal clear on what they want and helping them develop a fucking unbreakable mindset mm-hmm. so that no matter how fucking shit the week is, they get a positive result at the end of it. Perfect example of that. Did you see Matty that I put on my story yesterday? He's lost 52.5 pound. Well, he yeah. dropped another 2.5 pound yesterday. So now it's 55 pound. Um, Is a perfect, perfect example of that. Just fucking rock solid mindset. No matter what the fuck happens, he's just fucking, he just executes every single day just because he's completely crystal clear. Yeah. My client, Patrick, is... 20 it'd be over 20 checks. the reason yeah. i said that sorry, sorry you off before i forget again people in his work keep coming up to him and saying they, they think i've got i've got him on like pills or like he's he's taking steroids or something people keep coming up to him oh, I, he's getting the piss taken out of him because people think he's got aids because he's lost <laughs> weight so yeah. quickly and so well and he looks fucking boss and they're like what like have you got aids like how did how did that happen 
if you're not <laughs> if you're not taking pills, you're not on juice. You must have you must have AIDS, like because they just can't fathom that that can happen. And they're like, yeah. what what what's he giving you? And it's like nothing. He's just like I've just told him, I've just given him a perfect program, and said go, you are crystal clear. Off you go. Let's fucking make sure that that unwavering level of intensity in your mind doesn't move for the next six months and you've lost 55 pounds yeah like patrick one of my clients who started with me in the middle of lockdown Mm, yeah for the majority of his time with me hasn't had a gym works ridiculous hours on call and on shifts and is 20 kilos down because he knows what he wants and his mindset he's loads of things have happened during the time of him working with me that could have threw him off track but because his mind is fixed on what he wants and he's clear on what he wants he's mm. made consistent progress mm. where and it's the biggest thing that i i can admit when i don't get a result for a client that they want it's on me like it's always on me because they've hired me to do a job but it's because I haven't been able to connect with them in a way that allows them and me to get crystal clear on their angle. Mm. It's not because the training hasn't been right. It's not because the diet was too hard. It's not because the fucking they don't like squats and I keep giving them squats every week or they're not sleeping enough or their stress is too high. It's because through different personality types, through my approach as a coach, through me just maybe dropping the ball and not asking them the right question at the right time, that we haven't got that connection. We haven't got that clarity to be like, that's the end goal. That's the reason why. And that's how we get there. Mm. Without that, I can, I can like hand on heart say that every client that I haven't got that fantastic end result with, is solely down to that. Mm. Nothing else. The rest of it's easy. The rest of it's easy. Once you know how to create a calorie deficit and once you know how to put a basic training program together, it's, there's not much else to it, really. Is there? Outside of training and nutrition, there's, there's more. So you can always offer more and answer more questions. So you can always take a client to that next level when they nail the basics. Mm. But it's always about getting them to nail the basics first. Yeah. Now the basics, the advanced shit comes afterwards. Yeah. That's all irrelevant if your mind's fucked. Yeah, the basics are exactly that. Like, I could, I honestly could comfort, I constantly can say that I could take anyone, teach them the basics of training and nutrition. And if they knew how to change people's mindsets, they would be a good coach. Yeah. If I spent a week teaching someone, how to create a calorie deficit, how to teach someone to create a calorie deficit and how to teach them to put a very basic training program together. As long as they knew how to change someone's mindset, they would be a great coach. Yeah. Because that's all it, that's all it is. Literally. In any aspect. 100%. Love it. So fucking sort your minds out, you little dickhead. <laughs> No, I'm joking. I love you, really. Thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks, guys. Do you reckon um, we can wrap it up there? Yeah, that was a nice little that end. Was a good one, yeah. 
a natural I, end. I enjoyed that. Um, we'll try and get another one in soon. Yeah, we've got more time now because this idiot. Yeah, um, this is the it's too big for uni. Yeah, <laughs> it was wasn't learning anything, lad. Too easy. <laughs> too easy. <laughs> too easy for me, lad. So just yeah. I was thinking about doing my masters, but here's what I found. Fuck off, Siri. Wow. <laughs> um. Yeah, that's it. Thank you for listening. If, as always, if you have any topics that you want us to touch upon, hit us on Instagram at coach.comada and at Jack Silverjacks. Peace. Thank you. Peace.